welcome to an unseasonably, perhaps, creepy spook version of an 11 p.m. nightcap. Um, <laughs> what do you think of these, uh, of this lighting scenario? Not bad, huh? Got the flickering lanterns in the background and uh, a little bit of the red spooky light. This is the lighting setup that I should have done in October. But we've got Wild Bill Flint uh, checking in and Krista also stopping in with the big uh, cuddly frog face. Um, yeah, I think this is a, I think this is kind of a cooler setup, right? And I realized too is like, oh, uh, like you know, what? I think I want to keep the hoodie on because the hood, uh, especially if I zip it up, like makes me look like a disembodied floating head. Um, but I think it, uh, I think the hood kind of adds to the view because it keeps the reflection of the uh, computer monitor from being too bright on my face. You can see where like you get close enough, and then the monitor. Uh, it was a little too bright. Um, you said I hate the devil's rain. Here I am acting out. It isn't that I hate it. It's just that it's boring until like the last 10 minutes. The movie sucks until the devil's rain actually starts melting and disintegrating everyone. And then you get like some sweet special effects. But come on, dude. The rest of that movie's pretty weak. It's pretty weak. Uh, you thought it was October by the vibe. I realized I had a story queued up for October... And I forgot it. So we're going to do that today. So we're going to drink some fire, song of fire. Going to drink of the fired spirits. Mm. <laughs> Black Cat's Poppy stopping in. Hello. Man, I feel like this is a good, I feel like this is a good sub. This is a good look. This should just do... I should do all my... I should do every... Next October, I should do every stream like this for a month. What do you think? Pretty good. It's pretty good. Those uh, little lanterns in the background, by the way, I think I demonstrated those uh, previously. I got those from Deathstrike Virus. Um, the store uh, that he works at had these... Uh, he had these on one of his streams. He's like, dude, that lantern is cool. He goes, yeah, the, it has like a... LED mode that switches to sort of like a, a flickering candlelight. And I was like, man, that is a, that is a slick little lantern. So anyway, uh, those two were a gift from Deathstrike Virus. So I appreciate him sending something to kind of dress up the set a little bit. Jeez, actually, I think if you, I don't know about you guys. I don't know how, what resolution that is, but it almost looks like I'm sitting outside. <laughs> um... But man, I hope you're all doing okay. I am sore and beat today. Um, even though when I was out of town, I still uh, still got some exercise and worked out. I didn't do my full uh, regular workout schedule. So, you know, it was a, a lighter week. And then getting back last week, I wanted to recover and make sure that I didn't come down with anything. So I basically just caught up on sleep and rest. So today was my first day back under the full force, and woo, I am a feeling it. I uh, had a thing where I'm just like amped up, like. <sighs> so I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna need some probably help going to sleep. I I feel uh, I feel like that weird like pseudo strung out, like I'm like staring. 
Black Cat, you thought I was outside? That's cool. I should play the... I should play the crickets. I should play the crickets, and then you guys would really think I was outside. Mm. Yeah. Just like this. There. Faint crickets. Very faint crickets in the background. So, um, I think I'm just going to get right at it. Uh, Krista was binging on the original Charmed on Peacock. Peacock TV. So I hope the, uh, I hope the crickets are loud enough for you guys to be able to hear that. Um, but let's kick this off. Let's get right to it. So, this is The Strange Tale of Arizona, Arizona's Haunted Brunkhouse Cabin. Uh, and I wanted to read this out before I left, and I totally forgot. So we will read it out now. I'm going to back up a little bit so that this blinding blaze... Actually, wait a minute. Do I have my... Uh, I think I have my... Did I disable my extension for... Let's turn this on. I think that's better. There we go. Now we're back to darkness. Perfect. Gotta get back to darkness. That's gonna really confuse you because the heat is on your under two blankets. Right? <laughs> and it makes you feel like it's like summer because of the crickets. I love it. I like it. I gotta keep you guys on your toes. Because otherwise you'll start with shenanigans and, you know, then this whole thing goes to shit. Okay. Here we go. Lying out in the moonscape of the dusty wilds southwest of Tombstone in Cochise County, Arizona, is a forgotten husk of a cabin. Little more than some foundations and semi-erect weed-choked walls, these haggard ruins at first glance don't seem to be much more than some feral remnants of the forgotten past buried out in the desert, something one could walk right by without barely even noticing. Yet this cabin has a historic place in Arizona history, a dark past, and is a haunted, cursed place, often referred to as the bloodiest cabin in Arizona history. Black Cat had read something on this, and King Dinosaur wants to feel like Summer. But King Dinosaur, you look like Summer, because you look like a rock star. You look like rock star Summer, dude. But I also, I hear you, I kind of wish it was... Not so cold. Not really. I'm not really loving it, if I'm 100% honest. Okay. The story here begins with German immigrant Frederick Brunkow, who came out to the United States in 1850 to join the Sonora Exploring and Mining Company. He would head out west and eventually, in 1858, move out on his own to start the San Pedro Silver Mine, bankrolled by the St. Louis Mining Company, and which was located about eight miles southwest of what would become Tombstone, Arizona, near the San Pedro River. He set up a small camp and settlement, along with some hired Mexican laborers, a chemist named John Moss, his cousin James and William Williams, and a German cook by the name of David Bontrager, and he was certain that they were about to hit the mother load of silver. 
There they stayed in a modest cabin made, cabin made of adobe with a simple tin roof, a fireplace, and a store for supplies. At first, things seemed to be looking up for them, but they would then take a sharp turn into darkness. On July 23rd, 1860, William Williams went out to get some flour and other supplies from town, coming back on the 26th to find the camp in quite the state. When Williams returned, he did so to the macabre sight of James dead upon the floor of the cabin and the whole place ransacked and in disarray. He immediately notified a garrison of soldiers stationed nearby, and when they arrived, they would find Morse lying dead in the wilderness outside of camp and the body of Brunkow stuffed down into a mining shaft, apparently having been murdered with a rock drill to the head in the midsection. Of the Mexican workers, there was no sign, and of the livestock and about $3,000 worth of goods had been taken. No one had any idea of what was going on, but the chef, Von Traeger, would later come wandering in from the wilderness and claim that the Mexican workers had killed Brunkow and then fled the scene, taking him hostage at first, but then letting him go at the border because they believed him to be a good Christian. The dead man would be buried there near the cabin and the killers never found. As tragic and as violent as this was, it was far from the last taste of blood this place would get. And there we have a picture of Bronkow's cabin. Zoom in on that a little bit. And it certainly looks like that has just fallen to ruins. It's nothing more than just some stones and a small little bit of an adobe wall. And uh, just looks like the rest of a, of a kind of a dusty wash out there in the desert. Okay, let's continue. After Brunkow's death, the cabin would be abandoned for some time before it was acquired by a man named Milton B. Duffield, who's best known for being the first United States Marshal appointed to Arizona Territory. In 1873, Duffield moved into the cabin to set up his own small silver mining operation. But unfortunately for him, another man by the name of James T. Holmes was squatting on the property claiming that it was his. On June 5, 1874, Duffield arrived at the Brunkhouse cabin to kick Holmes out, who was usually armed to the teeth, wearing 11 firearms and a knife, and shouting like a madman. Holmes did not hesitate to open fire with his shotgun, laying out Duffield dead. When the body was checked, the marshal was found to be oddly unarmed, and Holmes was arrested for cold-blooded murder. Although he would escape several years later, and go off into the unknown. Duffield was buried at the cabin, and that was that. Another body to add to the cabin's mounting history of bloodshed. Next was a Sidney DeLong, who claimed the property in 1875, along with partners Tom Jeffords and Nick Rogers. But they were apparently soon run off by violent Apache, with Rogers even killed by them. There was then Ed Scheifelin, a 
a prospector known to history as the father of Tombstone, who moved into the property in 1877, along with his brother, Al, and a fellow prospector named Richard Gerd. They, too, left soon after they realized that the Apache did not want them there. After this, there was an outlaw cowboy named Frank Stilwell who would move into the cabin and later be found lying in a flat car in the Tucson train station, apparently killed by the great lawman Wyatt Earp. There'd be numerous other disputes and shootouts in the vicinity of the mine, including a mass shootout that happened at the site when a group of gold thieves in 1897 took to arguing amongst themselves to devolve into a spate of shooting and violence, leaving many of them dead. The cabin would end up being the final resting place for an estimated 22 souls in total, with some scattered graves found, but many of them lying there in the parched earth, forgotten. The site gathered a reputation among miners of being haunted, cursed place, with one article in Prescott's Arizona Democrat saying of it, the graves lie thick around the old adobe house. Prospectors and miners avoid the spot as they would the plague, and many of them will tell you that the unquiet spirits of the departed are wont to revisit and wander about the scene. They never had any women. No, probably because the women were too smart. They're like, I'm not going by that piece of shit. You go out there and fucking everybody dies. You dummies. Quit going out there. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, the cabin would become to be known as an intensely haunted place full of restless spirits. There are many reports of shadow figures, apparitions, and the sound of the pounding on drills, pickaxes pulling away rocks, and the sawing of lumber for trusses. There are many rumors that the deteriorating, abandoned cabin was cursed and haunted, stories going around that it could drive people insane, that it would come to be known as one of the most haunted places in Arizona. In present times, there's little left except for some foundations and crumbling walls, yet it still retains its haunted reputation. Those curiosity seekers who come here often are met with strange phenomena, and one article on the site Bloody Disgusting says, Personal experience. I've been to the Brunkow cabin recently, and I can say honestly, Things get a little uncomfortable the moment you turn your car's engine off. It could be the darkness of the night or being in the middle of nowhere, but you can almost immediately feel an uneasiness creep up on you. Once you step out of the car, you want to get back in pretty quick. The noises in the desert are an easy suspect to blame for the noise reports, but once you hear the faint noises of machinery running, you tend to believe those stories. My belief? This area is officially haunted. Don't go here unless you're really looking to. The site is now part of the San Pedro Riparian National Conservation Area and is protected by the Bureau of Land Management, but it still retains its air of dark mystery. It is certainly a strange place with a violent history steeped in anger and bloodshed, so it doesn't seem to be all that unusual that it should said to be haunted. Why are there so many deaths associated with this place, and what forces keep these spirits tethered there? Whether it is or not remains to be unknown, but Broncos Cabin has gone on to become a curious local legend and one of Arizona's most supposedly haunted places. So I hope you guys enjoyed that little history story there. Uh, I was going to share that again uh, closer to October, 
But it slipped my mind and I forgot. So you get a spooky Thanksgiving episode instead. Uh, Dash V stopping with a hello. Dash V, how are you doing? Dash V, um, Dash V, I'm going to ask you a weird question. Maybe it's not so weird. Uh, and if you're just like, no, hogwash, don't believe in any of that crap, whatever. I totally understand. But have you ever thought or considered that, you know, you buy some of these pinball machines and stuff. Um, have you ever felt uneasy around any of them? Like, have you ever, have you ever got, has anyone ever bought anything that was antique that made them uneasy or been to a place where they picked up something, whether it was an estate sale or something like that, where it was, uh, you know, where it made you feel creeped out? See, Black Cat, I, I, I want, I, th I thought it would have been cool to go there too, but that is, uh, that's like a protected territory now. I had, um, cousin, uh, my cousins, when they first got to Arizona, they, uh, were out in the desert. I think they were taking some of the quads and stuff out and they stopped to get a break And this ranger came tearing up on them, uh, in a pickup truck and was like, Hey, I need to see everybody's ID right now. Like, I need to know where you guys were at, and I want to want you to point out on a map where you were going. And they were like, well, what's going on? Like, you know, and so the guy said, hey, um, we had a group of people that were just tearing through here in the desert, and they destroyed a bunch of large cactus. And those are basically protected. Um, you know, they're super, super old, and you can get hefty fines uh for destruction of that property and so they mapped out mapped out their path and the guy's like yeah that's he's like you're you know you're you're fine it was over here um but uh they don't fuck around with some of that stuff i feel like they and i i kind of appreciate the idea that they don't want people to just come out for a vacation and just go out and just destroy all that shit you know i'm, I'm tired of going to these historical beautiful places and seeing shitty Bud Light cans and fucking crap written all over it and fucking Sharpies and stupid shit. Like, yeah, I know I was a kid too, but I gotta be honest, for all the shithead stuff that I did when I was younger, I never went and like defaced what I thought were pristine pieces of, of either the country or whatever, right? Like, if it's a shitty bar and you're going to write on the bar of a fucking stall, who cares? But dude, if you're going out to some like beautiful national forest, fucking respect that shit. Son of a bitch. Black Cat gets that often. Black Cat, when was the last time you got that? Krista used to get that weird vibes on her porch a few years ago. Thought you saw a figure of a man watching you. Um... Often around what people would say this is a witching hour between 12 and 4 a.m. Did you at all, um, did you all, did you at all explore the history or the previous tenants of the place? Uh, Dash V says that he's never experienced anything like that, but can often sense the vibe of a place. Uh, and that's probably the closest that he's experienced to haunted. So we're going to have podcast folks take an early break. Uh, podcast folks, you're going to take an early break. Uh, and then we're going to be right back with another set of some pseudo-creepy slash disturbing tales. <laughs> 
Now that's exciting. Dash actually thought I was outside. You legit thought I was outside. That's so cool. Oh, I love it. Man, I love it. That's uh, that's a sort of a testament to the quality of the cricket audio. But B, I love that this uh, lighting setup looks like little torches outside. Man, next year, next October, I have to do this. I have to do this all day. Black Cat says that there's been weird things today. My my day was like honestly fairly normal, other than that. Yeah, Dasher, uh, we were talking, I was talking about the beginning. It's like, well, with the way that the camera, uh, lighting is, um, you know, you can't really see the blankets because of this red light and it really makes it look like it's just completely dark behind me. <laughs> but I mentioned it being your ambient sound, so you were closer in the corners and barely saw the blankets. Tricker. I'm a tricky fella. You got to... You know, I, I got to keep you guys, like I say, on your toes. Otherwise, you get unruly. And the next thing I know, you'll start talking about food or you want pictures of my feet. <laughs> Nobody wants that, by the way. Nobody. All right. So we're going to delve in a little bit back into a Reddit thread. Uh, so warning, some of these might be a little on the side. Um, Dash V now doesn't have any idea what's real. Oh, Crystal loves the porta potty. Look, the porta potty is like my home away from home. Actually, it's my home in my home. It's like my, uh, strangely my happy place it's in this blanket fort. Just goes to show you. You always go back to the comfort of blanket forts. You're never too old for a solid blanket fort. Now Bill's going to, like, engineer this complex blanket fort with, like, rotating blankets. And, like, it's going to mad scientist it out. It's going to be, it's going to be legit, though. You can tell. All right. So this thread is titled, what's the scariest experience that you have been through? Corinthy says, the first time I had a gallbladder attack, I legit thought I was dying. The pain is completely out of this world. It's really hard to describe. It's unfathomable and feels dangerous, especially when you have no idea what's happening and the panic that goes with it. I thought I was having a heart attack or worse, that my body was just straight up dying. It sounds like hyperbole, but it honestly isn't. Oof. If it's anything like a kidney stone, my God, I thought I was dying when I had that. That was fucking awful. Looky Looper wrote that I got hit by a car and just kind of the hood of the car a bit before the guy realized he hit him and stopped. But like, how? Uh, meh, 35, says, my biggest fear happened to me like 15 years ago. I woke up in a hospital with IVs in me and a feeding tube going down my nose. Family all terrified around me and then I passed out. I'd recommend not getting meningitis and encephalitis. Over two months in the ICU, a month in the hospital, then a month and a half in a rehab center. Miraculously, I left there walking, talking, able to take care of myself. Shit was crazy. Uh, this person says, suddenly and very unexpectedly went into heart failure at 27 years old. Oh my god. 
Meow the cat is stopping in. Uh, Meow the cat, this you missed a spooky, scary tale of the Bronkow cabin in Arizona. Uh, so because it was a little bit of a haunted, spooky tale, I am sitting outside. I'm sitting outside with some torches, uh, listening to the summer crickets. Uh, it's a nice, warm summer day. So you know, I'm uh, I'm sitting outside, just talking to my friends. Except, Meow the Cat, can you tell? I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see if he gets this too. What's with the danger lights? Who's getting kidnapped? <laughs> Meow the Cat's pretty sharp. It's hard to, it's hard to fool that old cat. He always calls himself an old cat, although he's like... Not old. <laughs> uh, low alt the face cam. Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm actually in my basement. Um... It's just with the lights, you can't quite tell, maybe. Uh, and then I have the crickets on in the background, so it's a little bit of a fake out. Repulsive Ocelot comments, I once got stuck on a rock when I was scuba diving and I passed out, but my dad saved me. When I woke up, I was just so nervous, I threw up the entire contents of my stomach in the water I kept drinking to try the vomit taste just because I was super nauseous and nervous. Oh, like, we didn't need the vomit part, dude. My boss dropped dead on the dance floor at the company Christmas party. He was a good guy in his 50s, divorced, loved high-quality vodka. I was a bartender and he was the restaurant manager. It was definitely a bummer. He was a good buffer between the employees and the coke addict that owned the restaurant. See, that happens every time. And then the coke addict guy pro probably went on to run the place. Oh, now you're really going to see how things get run. And then he probably just ran the place right into the ground and everybody lost a job. You know that's how that went, right? Had to have. Absolutely had to have. Yes, you're old. You're, you're not old. I'm not going to ask your age, but you can't be. I look at your... Uh, you're like... You just... You're, you're not. <laughs> uh, so, Emily Christine Nine survived a school shooting. I was in junior... Was a junior in high school and a recent transfer student who got expelled at another school started shooting in the commons. Everyone hangs out in the commons before school, so it was super crowded. I remember hearing the first shot and thought a table had collapsed. No one even batted an eye. My orchestra teacher came out of his office and was immediately suspicious and said, You guys, what was that? Then a few seconds later, the second bang. And then we knew what was happening. I happened to be in the orchestra room right next to the commons, and we had an exit that led out to the parking lot. In school, they teach you whenever there's an emergency to hide in a corner. I remember trying to hide in a practice room, but it was locked. Then my friends and I ducked under a piano, and students started swarming in the room from the commons. At that point, our orchestra teacher said go and had us run out the exit instead. It was a brave decision that he made, and running to our cars was the longest run of my life. I remember ducking as I ran because I thought there might be other shooters aiming for us runners. As I ran, I realized I didn't even have my car keys or my phone, and I didn't know where to go. Luckily, we made it to the back of the parking lot and met up with a few friends and crammed six of us into a four-seater. I'll never forget the faces of my peers around me scared with fear, and I'll never forget legitimately thinking that I might die that day. After aimlessly driving and making phone calls to our parents with one phone, we were able to watch the news and saw that there was no one injured. 
It turns out our government teacher bravely tackled the shooter to the ground. He's known throughout the state and even threw a pitch for the Mariners game. I'm very grateful it didn't end. How most shootings do. Jesus. Woo! My God. Uh, Meow the Cat says, Sorry I was talked to at the moment. Yet, ask me the question, didn't ignore, didn't hear, both of you talk at the same time, better gonna lurk, I don't pay 50% attention, I should be a good relationship partner. You're 83 or 96. Man, I gotta know what skincare you use for that because you are just, man. Guessing age will end badly. Makeup will make it more confusing. Pfft. You're probably like 20-ish. Did I read that before? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't think I read these before. It's possible. It's either that or we're in Twilight Zone. This is a time warp, by the way. Um, <laughs> Here you go. How about this one? Dave Matthews Band dropped 800 pounds of human waste on Chicago sightseers 14 years ago. <laughs> now, I know I didn't read this one, and this isn't really spooky, but sometimes people say spoopy, and when they say spoopy, it makes me think of poopy. I can't help it. And so, I never liked Dave Matthews Band. Look, if you like Dave Matthews Band, that's cool. Like, you enjoy what you enjoy. Uh, but I had a friend who was so unbelievably infatuated with Dave Matthews Band. When I read this story, I could not stop laughing and talking about it to the point where she actually got super pissed at me, but it was kind of worth it. When police get involved with a band's tour bus, it's typically for the things we associate with a rock star's lifestyle, drugs, partying, and sort of debauchery. But when authorities sought out Dave Matthews Band bus, uh, in 2004, it wasn't for ransacking a hotel room or doing hard drugs. The situation at hand that day, it was fecal matter. That's because on August 8, 2004, exactly 14 years ago, a tour bus for Dave's Matthews Band dumped some 800 pounds of human waste into the Chicago River. It splashed right onto unsuspecting sightseers on a boat passing underneath the Kinsey Street Bridge. It was a day that would live on in Chicago, Lorne, known in the city as Poopgate. <laughs> Are they talking about their albums? Yeah, they dumped 800 pounds of their albums on people. Actually, it might have been, might have been worse. Tashri, what exactly is the situation that we've got going on here? The counts of the day are, well, there's no dainty way to put this, disgusting. Passengers on that fateful boat 14 years ago described a quote-unquote downpour of foul-smelling brownish-yellow slurry that struck the watercraft called Chicago's Little Lady, reported the Chicago Tribune. There is no way to two-step out of the line of fire. Dave Matthews sings in the song Satellite, Everything good needs replacing. Look up, look down, look all around. Indeed, 
After the human waste covered the boat up, down and all around, some passengers got sick, but most described simply needing to replace their previously good clothes. I've been in touch with many of the people who were on the boat, and uh, none of them suffered any lasting health effects. Then Cook County Assistant State's Attorney Robert Egan told the Tribune in 2005. <laughs> Look at that. This guy did it 70 years ago. <laughs> with a chocolate drippy cake. After initially denying that he had emptied the bus's septic tank over the river, driver Stefan Wall eventually pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 18 months of probation, 150 hours of community service, and a $10,000 fine. For its part, the Dave Matthews Band did try to make amends during the investigation into Poopgate, the band donated $50,000 to both the Friends of the Chicago River and the Chicago Park District. Uh, we've been working with Chicago authorities to resolve our questions about the bus incident. Read a statement from the band at the time via Rolling Stone. We, you know, it was just, uh, we just want to begin the healing process. The, the, the... So they, first comment, so they dropped 800 pounds of Dave Matthews Band CDs on the boat below. <laughs> Damned bananas. <coughs> anyway, I took uh, a horrendous amount of satisfaction uh, in bringing that up constantly. Um... Every time she would play a song, it's like, oh, is this the one where they, <laughs> is, this a, is this a song they played when they shit all over one in Chicago? It's like, they didn't do that. It's an accident. It's like, no, it wasn't. Done on purpose. Bill's first on team, let people enjoy things, but we had to draw the line at Coldplay and Dave Matthews. Um, Coldplay or Nickelback? I feel, I feel like... See, I had this conversation with this guy at work. I'm like, here's the thing. Like, I don't necessarily hate Coldplay. But Coldplay is one of those bands where I just... Uh, I can't imagine... I can't imagine in my head anyone being like... And you're like, alright, uh, you're going on a desert island. You can, you can bring, you know, like... You can bring the catalog, like one artist who you're going to bring. That anyone would pick Coldplay. Or if you're like, hey, what's your favorite band? Like, you gotta pick one. Like, one band. Like, yeah, Coldplay. I just feel like they're like... <laughs> Look at this photograph! Every time a dude makes me laugh... I just like the one where he just says, Look at this graph! And then it's just a graph. <laughs> Ice Quinn! Ice Quinn, how are you? Good to see you. How are things down over there in Australia? And I would be remiss if I didn't ask, how is your adorable cat, Pippin? Uh, has he learned any new tricks? I've been given a video that I have to watch. Is this just the look at this graph? I'm not going to play that, though, because it might get me a DCMA strike or something, which would be horrible. Get Getting that from that would be about the worst thing ever. Hay fever season's a bitch. 
Yeah, um, my allergies are pretty terrible. Um, everything is wet and cold and kind of moldy. Uh, so I have like, like the drippy sniffles. It's pretty, pretty brutal. Um, how did their boat get so red? Dave Matthews dumps his shit on their head. Do they, like, eat crayons? Why is it, why would it be red? It's like a problem. <laughs> the guy who's married to Gwyneth, another strike. Oh, boy. But seriously, Ice Quinn, how have you been? Uh, I haven't seen you around much in a while. Hope you are otherwise feeling well and doing okay. Oh, you like the torches? Yeah, this is my, uh, this is my outside setup. This is my uh, outdoor setup. Uh, I'm out in the middle of a field. Um, you can hear the crickets. Actually, you probably can't hear the crickets. I think I accidentally closed it. Let's get the crickets back started again. <laughs> Turned off my artificial col uh, artificial crickets. Here we go. I gotta get them restarted. There, that's better. It goes from hot mold to cold mold. It does. High amounts of mold and pollen appear. Um, I was reading some fascinating literature about um, uh, myconids and uh, what is this called? Um, hyphae? But they, they think that there's this strange uh, connection between the the small little strands from mold that go between various other plants and that there's a certain sense of if the mold of the plants experience some sort of disease or otherwise danger say that there's fire or whatever that they can almost send stress signals out through this network of tiny little microscopic fungal strands. Um, it's not something that I guess has been studied all that much, but apparently there's some shared amount of nutrient um, that gets exchanged. And for example, the fungus will transmit tiny uh, amounts of water, basically, in exchange for sugar. Like, have you guys heard anything about this? Like, it's absolutely, it's wild. Uh, I'm not making that up either. Like, it's fucking, it's fucking crazy. Uh, I can turn nature on and off. I have developed supernatural powers. And you are now all under my command. Neil. Neil before Zod. I kind of look a little bit like General Zod from Superman 2. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Ice Quinn is good. Christmas and being out of lockdown has her pretty busy. She's playing Far Cry 6 tonight. How am I? Uh, tired and super sore. Uh, a little stressed about work, but I think it's going to go okay. And wishing I was in Arizona, riding a motorcycle off into the desert moonlight. Uh, that's, you know, yeah. Ice Quinn's developed asthma powers. She can give herself asthma. She walks outside. Wow! That's cool! Man, what? <laughs> I don't think... 
I don't think I want that superpower. Yeah, the the Mykonid thing is... I, I have sort of a fascination um, with sort of the whole fungal, I guess, what, king, kingdom, phylum, whatever that is. Uh, number one, just the amount of species that are there. And number two the prevalence of basically mold spores being basically everywhere uh, is is incredible when you think about it. Dash V has a superpower. Is that superpower uh, repeatedly making inappropriate wisecracks and jokes? Because you, man, you're nailing it. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, dude. <laughs> I am not going to sing that song, Krista. Yeah, do you, do you take any do you take any medicine, Ice Quinn? Do you have a, a an inhaler or do you take any just allergy medicine? King Dinosaur has a tale for us. He somehow got invited to this party slash private concert at these rich folks' house out on the bay. After many free drinks and wandering around the mansion, you came face to face with a giant framed autographed poster of Dave Matthews. He loudly exclaimed, Look, they have a giant fucking Dave Matthews poster! And collapsed into paroxysms of laughter. His date, who's not thrilled, pulled him away and said her hosts were very good friends with him. She was mortified. He <laughs> can't take him anywhere. Come on, that's funny, though. Look, I, like... I'm fairly good friends with a lot. Like, I don't care who I was friends with and how famous they were. I wouldn't put a giant fucking poster of them in my house. That would just be weird. They'd probably, like, do dirty shit right in front of it. And they're like, yeah, Dave. Is that good, Dave? Krista's redeemed of fish heads. Uh, I don't have to now. It's playing in her head. She knows how to solve that problem. We go with this one. That is a pretty good story, though, by the way, King Dinosaur. Um, oh, also, apparently Dash has three superpowers. One that I already mentioned. Another is that he can make wildly inappropriate version of any song. Third, he can sense earthquakes as they happen. How accurate is your earthquake detection when everything's crumbling into uh, disarray and ruin? Ice Queen takes an antihistamine. But this is unusual for her to get hay fever this bad. Apparently, it's the work hay fever season on record. Because they keep dancing between hot and cold weather, so the grass and trees are like, what the fuck is going on? And dumping pollen on warm days. So they're Dave matthews -ing. The trees are pulling Dave Matthews, and they're just dumping their shit all over everybody. Can't make these connections up, folks. It's like, the stories fucking write themselves. D <laughs> Didn't stop you from going back to the buffet table. What did you What did you get? I swear to God, if you're in an earthquake, you can totally feel it. Like, what's your Richter scale of detection? Fish heads. Fish heads. Fish heads. Roly poly fish heads. I took a fish head. 
to see a movie. Didn't have to pay to get it in. Fish heads. Fish heads. Roly poly. Fish heads eat them up, yum. Alright, I tried to switch that up a little bit. Some weird, like... I don't know what that was. Just ignore that. <laughs> that was supposed to be worst hay fever season on record. You get roped into getting your nails did and they're affecting your typing. Ooh, what kind of nails uh, did you get? Did you get like sweet Freddy Krueger claws? Uh, or like... Like what kind of, what kind of nails did you get? Uh, disgusting smelly fish heads in your pocket. Black cat, I believe that. Didn't you walk around with fish eyeballs in your pocket? King Dinosaur had Swedish meatballs, salmon, hot rolls, and butter. Can't remember it all. Oh, and steak skewers! Are you sure it was steak? And not... Pieces of the glorious Dave Matthews... Body? I just, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't get it. I, they're just, it's just fucking, it's like the professional version of the guy that sits around a campfire and is like, oh, let me bring out my acoustic guitar. And then he's got like, I don't know, two hippie friends that he brings and they're like, oh yeah, dude, I got this tambourine. Like, oh dude, we can totally jam. Like, uh, no. Um, SNS Ice Queen got. It's like a dip nail polish powder. And she had them extended. She's not used to having nails this long. Like dip, like it's like an onion dip, or like a bean dip. Mmm. Uh, you understand your weather can't make up its mind, so you think you're catching a cold. Dude, everyone around here is getting sick. Wet, like I say, wet and cold, it's like that. It's not cold enough to be, like, frozen, but it's also not warm enough to be warm. It's, like, 47 degrees every day and just slimy. It's, like, a 47-degree slime world. It's not my favorite, if I'm 100% honest. Assassin's Cigar Edition. Hold on, Londi, you got this. How about that? It's not climate change, it's just shitty fucking Michigan. It's fucking like this almost every year. There's some fucked up. Like, I wish the climate would change. Can it just, can can we just get like a fireball so it just becomes like fucking Arizona? I'm tired of this trash. <laughs> Londe and Ice Bay. I don't have the love command. You know, I don't know why I don't have the love command. Because every time I go to a channel and there's somebody in there that I really love, I'll do exclamation mark love, and then it'll be like fucking 6%. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Nightbot. I'm going to make that command, except it's just going to be a fucking fixed number. It's going to be 64. I feel like that's not enough love to be lewd, but it's not a low enough number so that people feel like it's not correct. I just love people with my hate. 
My undying rage. See, that's why I'm out in this. That's why I'm out in a field. That's why I'm out in a field with these torches. Oh, Christy, you like that version? That's like some like 80s avant-garde weird like no, not the answer to the universe. The the 42, by the way. So I got a lifetime membership to this brewery. I got their a lifetime membership to their beer club, this raffle. And my number is I got 42. Yeah, I squint, don't you hear the crickets? Okay, we got little torches set up. Yeah, I'm sitting outside. You did, but you figured they were really loud. That the crickets are really loud? There are. We have uh, Michigan screaming crickets. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sitting in my basement. Um, I'm sitting in my basement. Uh, this is, in fact, the blanket fort. It's just that the lighting is such that you can't see the background. And I'm playing my six hours of cricket sounds in the background. You want, you want the crickets? Are they too loud? Oh, there, I'll turn them down a little bit. See, I can also control the volume of the insect kingdom at will. <laughs> Michigan crickets are into death metal. I feel like that would be a good name for a band. Something like death metal crickets. Like 42 in ASCII is the star symbol. You also have another superpower, Dash. Non-sequitur-ish information, just... <laughs> the more you know. Ice Queen, I want to see pictures of your nails. Spookvember. Um, King Dinosaur, I need to know where you want these stakes. We're still waiting. King Dinosaur, by the way, everybody, won the stakes-giving grand prize. So we're going to get some pictures of delicious steak, uh, hopefully very soon. Um, there is also a special prize that's soon to be out on its way to Dash and Santhrakaze. So remember, you can catch in, step into the show. If you sub to your OnlyFans. <laughs> For Pete's sake. Tell you what, I'll just buy a sub to your channel or something or donate some points. Uh, I know you still said that if I bought you that uh, hat or whatever that you're going to wear it. So don't make me because I'll do it. <laughs> Douglas Adams was a computer buff. It's possible that he knew. Star is often used as a wild card. 42 is also uh, a little bit of a sinister number. Um, I have a feeling that you might be correct that he picked that uh, as a wild card character. But 42 is also uh, a little bit of a religious slash occult number, which part of makes me wonder if he knew about that because he was a fucking computer dork. Uh, so... Wonderful will coincide with her New Year's face reveal. Hmm. 
I'll get out of here. You ain't, you're, you're not gonna. You're gonna do it and it'll be like, it'll be like the Dan Dan. By the way, if you go to Dan Dastardly's channel, he has a point redeem for like 20 bazillion points where he'll flash the stream. It's a waste of your points. Don't do it. He, he flashes a picture of like a male rooster on screen for a second and then you lose like all your points. It's trash. Instead, just redeem the, the fucking over 9,000 a whole bunch of times. Because who doesn't love the... Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? It's over 9,000! Wasn't better than the hot tub stream. The hot, the hot tub stream for his birthday stream was incredible. You had all those pictures in there. I still... Uh, I still need to do a shower food, a shower eating episode. Should I really do that? I don't think it'll get me kicked off Twitch. I mean, they do, like, if fucking Amaranth can, like, literally put her camera in her pants and, like, all these fucking ear-eating, licking people. If I get banned for fucking doing a shower sandwich, then I'll just go to fucking Trovo. Fuck this goddamn service. Doctor Who uses 47 a lot, starting with an episode written by Douglas. He jokes it was his trademark 42 adjusted for inflation. Oh, God. That's so bad. Like, dude. Icequin, that is... Icequin says, maybe everyone will stop following me if I face reveal. No more mystery. It's Pippin. Everyone will still show up because we want to see Pippin. Like... You could just do a stream where it's just just a camera on Pippin, and you could just be in the corner doing your little felt balls, and people would buy it and sub and everything else because adorable Pippin. Well, I'm not saying that it that they that they're not there for you too, but you're making it sound like if you showed your face, suddenly everybody would just leave. And I'm saying no, they wouldn't. They would stay because there's Pippin. These other people can ride inflatable pickles and bathing suits. I can eat in the shower. <laughs> Should eat like spaghetti and meatballs or something really messy in there. Londi, I know what you look like. You look like this incredibly ripped, like sexy fucking British dude. Yeah, for her pussycat. Her pussycat, Pippin. I said that with a straight face. I didn't even smirk. Now, son of Corel, you will kneel before Zod. <laughs> All right. We're going to end this stream. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the slight venture down into Spook Vember. No, I'm not going to do that. That's a little extreme. That's... No. <laughs> Maybe I'll eat like a pizza. A pizza and have a shower beer in there. I mean, like, you know, suck if you want to, dude. Okay, you clearly have a thing for eating stuff off walls. Londi wants feet pictures. Londi even clipped that video of me showing my feet, which is terrible. <laughs> 
Don't watch that. Somebody delete that. It's terrible. People, because, uh, it's true. Ice Quinn, you're just nice. That's, you're nice, Quinn. You're not, I, I know it's probably supposed to be like Ice Queen, but should be more like Nice Queen, because like you're, you're actually really nice. Everybody make sure you follow uh, Ice Quinn, by the way, and stop by and listen to her amazingly gorgeous accent. Uh, you'll sub for a year if I eat spaghetti off the walls. But how am I going to eat it off the walls? It's just going to, like, slide down the fucking wall. It's just going to be licking sauce off the wall. Like, it's not going to stick. It's going to go, and then, and then I'm going to end up eating it out of the bottom of the bathtub. Not if it's done. How do you figure? It's going to be, like, wet and humid in there. It's going to slide right off the wall. I tell you what. If I throw spaghetti at the wall, if I throw cooked spaghetti at the wall, and it fucking slides down, you can subscribe for a year too, because I'm telling you that spaghetti is just gonna slide right down. It's a it's a glossed tiled wall in there. It's not like it's one of those insert tubs. Yeah, it would have to be dry and without sauce. I'm not gonna take it. I'm not just gonna stand in the shower, and if I'm gonna eat spaghetti, it's gonna have some spaghetti sauce on it. Yeah, you throw it at the wall without putting sauce and everything else on it. That's preposterous. You guys don't even know how to eat food in the shower. You don't. You know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> oh, I've had a shower orange. That's delicious. Shower orange, shower beer. I've had shower subs. I think I ate a like half of a Jersey Mike sub in there. It might have been Subway. It was like an Italian sub. It's delicious. No, Black Cat, you, uh, you fix that by just putting a, you just put like a, a piece of cheesecloth or whatever the drain. And that way then it just catches the food. Use the sauce as body wash. Oh my God, that is the most disgusting thing. That makes me want to throw up. I mean, I feel like that might actually be slightly exfoliating, right? Because you get the acids. The shower sub. I thought that said if I poop in the shower. What do you what? No. <laughs> Just trying to help your channel. Help. Help the channel. Yeah, boy. <laughs> this is starting to sound like the Korean ketchup girl. This is going downhill quick, guys. <laughs> it's turning it's getting it's getting a little weird now. <laughs> yeah, shower sub. It's like a Jersey Mike sub. It's delicious. Yeah. Dash is into some wet and messy stuff. We shall see. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like this is getting a little... <laughs> Initially, I was just going to have a beer and a sandwich in there, and now people want me to, like, do spaghetti licking and, like, all sorts of... Londi's halfway to a waffle stomping discussion. All right. Enough is enough with this. <laughs> enough is enough with this. Cats! <laughs> Stay safe. Keep the faith and all that good shit. Oh my goodness. I love you guys so much. <laughs>